Today, we discuss the dangerous and derogatory people. According to Google and YouTube, you'll find that particularly funny. Plus, we will examine the dangers of the Declaration of Independence. Yes, you heard that right. And liberty is dying in order to save you from a disease that has a 0.25% chance of killing you. Thanks to Uncle Joe's mandates. Welcome to your favorite night of the week. This is The Deep End on Tim Hatch Live. All right, welcome. It's 7.30. It's Tuesday night. Where else would you be? You're here. I'm here. And I'm so glad to come to whatever device you are on and to be with you on a very important week. This last week, I took off from the deep end and uh, the deep dive. And man, what a week we've had. And I even forgot to mention in the cold open just now that America is now Pan Am. Pan Am. No, not Pan Am, the airline. Pan Am. You know, the fictional crazy universe from the Hunger Games. Yeah, that's our country. I've been talking about this on this channel before. Life imitates art, and it's amazing to see it happen. Anyway, every time we gather, I remind you to subscribe at youtube.com slash timhatchlive for as long as they keep us up, okay? So youtube.com slash timhatchlive for as long as they keep us up because we've got some news for you about the channel and about the content and where we're going. It is uh, episode three, I'm sorry, episode three of season five of the deep end on the deep end we discuss the news of the day for christians this is for i'm talking to christians so if you're not a christian you get upset i don't understand i don't mind that's fine maybe you should be upset um but for christians we got to look at culture we got to look at news we got to find what's happening look at what's happening and find truth that speaks to it from god's word so deep end on tuesday's deep dive tomorrow night and you don't want to miss the deep dive tomorrow night i'm telling you you don't want to miss it now today on the deep end we are going to do a brand new kind of humorous, kind of on-the-nose segment. It's called The Deep End Disclosure, and we filmed it ahead of time, and I want to play it for you now. Check this out, Deep End Disclosure. I come to you from the underground. That man on the screen has been deemed dangerous and derogatory. Dangerous and derogatory. Yes, that's me, your humble correspondent of Christian news, letting you know the truth in the age of lives. Me. I know. I look scary, don't I? Well, who has done this to us? It is, of course, the cultural gods of Google and YouTube. They have flagged two of our ads for dangerous and derogatory content. Ladies and gentlemen, be careful of listening to this channel. It could cost you freedom. Dangerous and derogatory. Now, While we have been labeled dangerous and derogatory, a father in Canada was jailed for three months and spent 23 hours a day in solitary confinement. For what? For the sin, the cultural sin of misgendering his female daughter, his biological female daughter. The Canadian authorities imprisoned him. 
for three months, 23 hours a day in solitary confinement. Don't cross the gods of the alphabet gang. These are dangerous times we're living in. And this man on the screen before you is dangerous and derogatory. But maybe we shouldn't feel so bad. Because after all, guess what else was listed as dangerous and derogatory? The Declaration of Independence. Yes, on the website, the National Archives website, archives.gold, has issued a warning label for the Declaration of Independence. It's about time. The Declaration of Independence has a warning with a link. And the link says, see the National Archives statement on potentially harmful language. For what? For the Declaration of Independence. I'm sorry for the laughter. This is not a laughing matter. But this is where we are, ladies and gentlemen. This is the world of dangerous and derogatory. Me, your humble correspondent from the deep end, and the Declaration of Independence. Pay no attention to that man on the screen. Be warned, those who speak against the New World Order of what is offensive and what is harmful. What is harmful according to the NARA? Web pages that contain harmful or difficult things to view concerning the history of the United States. These things may or may not contain racist, sexist, ableist, misogynistic, and xenophobic opinions and attitudes. They may be discriminatory toward or exclusive toward people's views on sexuality, gender, religion, and more. It may include graphic content of historical events such as violent death, medical procedures, crime, war, terrorist acts, natural disasters, and more. And it may demonstrate bias and exclusion in institutional collecting and digitization policies. Ladies and gentlemen, now considered dangerous and derogatory are the words we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. That, my friends, is dangerous and derogatory. Be warned of people like this. And that, my friends, is Deep End Disclosure. So there you go. That's the first... Uh, the first episode of Deep End Disclosure. Hope you like it. Hey, let me know in the comments where you're watching from. I always like to hear. Uh, let me also know what's the device you're watching us from. Is it your phone? Is it a tablet? Is it a PC? Is it a Mac? Is it a Apple TV device? Where are you watching us from? Love to know in the comments. Drop me a line as well. Um, okay, so yes, the Declaration of Independence. Is that not crazy? 
This has to now have a warning label. This is the snowflake culture that we're living in, where everybody gets offended by everything, and we have to placate the least emotionally stable among us. But but this has been happening in our country increasingly for over two decades now. I mean, the most coddled, the most protected age group a generation in history and now even the things that made us as a country are considered offensive and perhaps perhaps the reason why the cultural elite leaders or whatever have to warn us about the declaration of independence is not because of the fact that the declaration defines us as equal and created by god equally and that we have certain rights like life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, not the guarantee of happiness. But maybe it's this line from the Declaration of Independence that they're the most concerned about. And I'm talking about the cultural elite rulers over us. This line, when in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and nature as God entitle them, a dissent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. Maybe that's the line that our cultural leaders, our cultural self-appointed gods are really scared of when it comes to the Declaration of Independence because it might be that we are there. It might be that we are at a point where, where we've got to declare independence from a culture of complete and total chaos and crazy. Like just, maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's, maybe it's not you. But after, and I have this on the screen for you, after 20 months of the false and misleading information about COVID, masks, lockdowns, death numbers, vaccine effectiveness, natural immunity, mostly peaceful riots, the Taliban are still on Twitter, kids can pick their gender, white people are to blame for everything, everything is racist, public school indoctrination. Maybe after all that, 20 months of that, a lot of us are sick of it. A lot of us are really sick of it. And so maybe the cultural elites are scared. <laughs> we might rebel. I don't know. We got to go places where we can hear each other speak, though, because we're getting ostracized and demonized. And it's not a joke. I know I made it a joke in deep end disclosure, but it's not a joke. People like me are going to get canceled eventually. People like your ordinary average pastor on the on the, on in the American church going to be canceled, going to be censored. Uh, John MacArthur, who is as biblically uh, straightforward of a preacher as you can get, he had one of his recent messages on Romans chapter one removed from YouTube and people who like to comment on his messages, their messages, their videos were removed from YouTube. Something's going on. So we don't want to be reactionary. We want to be proactive here on the Tim Hash live channel. So I got big news for you. We are moving all of our content to rumble, uh, rumble, Tim Hatch live at rumble is now live. You can search it, Tim Hatch Live. I think it's rumble.com slash Tim Hatch Live. But we're uh, asking you for support here uh, through the cash app, the cash tag Tim Hatch Live, or go to timhatchlive.com slash support. And the reason why we're asking you for support is because we've got to put a financial uh, investment down to get the Rumble account going. So uh, if you can do anything, five bucks, two bucks, whatever, cash app us. It's, I think, $150 a month to have a no ads account, which is what we want. Uh, and then we're also looking at locals.com because Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, these, these are not um, 
free outlets anymore. They're censoring pastors. It's they're going to they've labeled me dangerous and derogatory. They're going to increase this. They are not going to decrease this. And they feel justified because nobody's speaking up and and no no one in the Congress or legislator is actually proposing any kind of fairness doctrine here. So we've got to go where we can go to continue to bring this content. Uh, TimHatchLive.com slash rumble. Check us out there. Search the channel and subscribe today there because you can subscribe for free. But we got to get that channel going and support us. And I appreciate you. Love you guys. So thankful that I can do this. Uh, this is not my job. I have a full-time job as a pastor. So I love to bring this to Christians around the world, wherever you are, to bring you the truth. Here's another truth. Back to the show. We are being trained to hate ourselves. We are being trained to hate ourselves. And this is why the declaration is dangerous and derogatory. Or, sorry, is considered harmful <laughs> and offensive. This is why that's happening. Because we are being trained by the educators, the educators of our society to hate our history, our values. We are being trained to believe that everything about this country was rooted in white racism or white supremacy, that everything wrong with our country is white supremacy and racism. And it's just not true. But the highly, quote unquote, educated are doing, working overtime to convince us of, of this. And that's why I'm on this channel. I mean, it takes a lot of work to put these episodes together. It does. And I have a team behind me that helps me so much. But I've got to do it. I can't hold this in. Okay, I'm going to give you another example. So 9-11 was Saturday, the 20th anniversary of the worst attack on, on America in, I think, our history, uh, with a close second being Pearl Harbor. You know, 3,000 of our fellow countrymen died at the hands of hateful members of Al-Qaeda. It was a time to remember. It was a time to reflect. I even got on Twitter and I said, listen, let's not debate politics today. 9-11 is a sacred time for us to remember the, 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 the attack and to remember what brings us together, our unity, our diversity, and all that kind of stuff. Nope, that's no longer the narrative for some people because, again, everything is rooted in white supremacy and everything is evil because of racism. And so I bring you to um, the Maxwell School of Citizenship at Syracuse University, Professor Jen Jackson Maxwell School of Citizenship Public Affairs and Public Affairs, Syracuse University. She took time to tweet on nine ten, and I'll put her picture here on the screen for you. That's her. Uh, before we get to her tweet, she is an affiliate of the school, and she is a women's and gender studies affiliate. She's an African American studies affiliate, and she is an LGBTQ studies uh, senior research associate. Uh, again. All the 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 common com, combination the the constant combination of African American studies and LGBTQ studies, constant. It's never ending because the secularists have to tie those two things together because they have to lump Christian faith and the Bible in as the enemy of our culture. So anyway, uh, Jen Jackson, who is a noted professor tweeted out on 9-10, right before 9-11, the following. We have to be more honest about what 9-11 was and wasn't. 
It was an attack on the heteropatriarchal capitalistic systems that America relies on to wrangle other countries into passivity. It was an attack on the systems many white Americans fight to protect. Man, unbelievable. This is what now passes as intellectualism. This is now what passes as educated. You see where we are in this moment, and that's why I do this channel, because we have to speak up, we have to fight back, we have to get the news out. That's what Deep End News, that's what all this stuff is about. So I'm just glad that, you know, Jen Jackson cleared up for us the fact that we weren't attacked because of our Christian origins, which I talked about on this channel a couple of weeks ago. We were attacked by Al-Qaeda, the documents show, because of our Christian origins and our Christian philosophy. No, 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 no. That's hateful history we have to eradicate. Now it's about the heteropatriarchal capitalistic systems of America. Glad we cleared that up. Glad we cleared that up, Jen Jackson, because I thought... I thought it was the freedom and liberty of this country that is the result of the Christian and biblical Judeo-Christian values that, that our country's <laughs> founded upon that lead to women like you being given a tenured, notable position at an institution of higher learning. See, I thought that is why they hated us. But evidently, the country that allows you a woman promoting LGBTQ studies in a noted university and probably a very well-paid tenured professor. The, the reason why they attacked us is because of, of, because of our heteropatriarchal capitalistic systems. All right. So she tweets this out, and there's outrage across Twitter. And as they always do, these cultural redefinitionists, these historical redefinitionists, revisionists, okay, she immediately blocks her Twitter page. Now she's protected. And with 33,000 followers, she couldn't take the heat. See, this is what's happening in our country. This is happening in the cultural conversation. We are also being told that the good guys are the bad guys. We are being told people like me are the bad guys. We are being told that pastors and biblical teachers are the bad guys. And we are being told that the Christian philosophy that undergirded the Declaration of Independence, the Bill of Rights, the Constitution of the United States. Look it up. I'm telling you the truth. The, the, the people who spoke into our founders were pastors and biblical theologians. Okay. Um, I, I, could, I could share with you proof upon proof of this. But what we are seeing right now is that that is being ripped away from the history of our country. Uh, we have to demonize it and hate it and vilify it. Just like in the days of Elijah, I, I remind you that it was King Ahab, the wicked, sexually immoral king married to the perverse Jezebel, who labeled Elijah, God's prophet, as the troubler of Israel. Look it up in 1 Kings chapter 17. And Jeremiah, who as Israel was descending ever more into pagan idolatry and sexual immorality, they considered Jeremiah's preaching dangerous, derogatory, evil they call they they threw him into a pit because he wouldn't stop preaching the word of god and no one listened to his message for 23 years and by the way we read the book of jeremiah today we do not read the books of the false prophets of his day there's a reason for that because when you stand for truth in your generation you might be hated now but god will make sure that you are remembered later and we've got to fight these lies 
with truth. We've got to fight with better information. And parents, I want you to turn to two sources. Uh, the 1776 report, which goes back into the history of our country and shows you that our, our founding was not 1619. That's not true. Uh, that, that publication has been discredited by so many academics, it's not even funny. And I want you to also look at the American story, uh, the, the beginnings by David Barton and Tim Barton. Uh, this is a father-son duo who do a fantastic job and those books are not long in fact the one on the right i can attest i have read most of it it is not long and it's not a hard read and it gives you the real history good bad and biblical of the america that we know but we are descending we are descending ever more into uh oblivion and it's getting worse and worse every single day I bring you back to the woke effect. The woke effect. What does woke mean? Somebody is watching me in Peru, and when I went to Peru, they asked me, what does woke mean? Because this we understand in America, so I want to make sure that we all understand it. It means that you take issue with almost anything in our society, labeling is it racist, labeling it as racist, homophobic, misogynistic, and or a holdover from the evils of Christian colonialism. And thereby, you attack the Christian faith, undermine it in the public school systems and in the institutions of higher learning, and introduce a progressive secular faith that is devoid of God, devoid of the Bible, devoid of everything that made us who we are. Wokeism is a relatively new faith that has been that has been rooted in critical race theory, uh, which is rooted in critical theory, which is rooted in Marxism. Uh, its purveyors are Imbrim X. Kendi who I believe his real name is Henry Rogers, if I'm not mistaken, and Robin D'Angelo, who tours around the country and gets paid twenty-five dollars to $50,000 a year to speak for 40 minutes about how all white people are to blame for every problem in our country. Uh, racism is the original sin of wokeism, and also lumped in with racism is any anti-LGBTQ speech or thought or belief. Uh, wokeism believes white people are the enemy. Inequality of any kind must be eradicated. Uh, wokeism, finally, is an evil, vile cult that is going to destroy our na nation. And it's making its hideous ways into every facet of American life. The NFL started their games this past week, and the NFL had to produce a woke uh, commercial saying that the NFL is gay, the NFL is transgender, the NFL is this, the NFL is that. Football is gay, football is transgender, football is, you know, all these things. Because because you have to pay homage to the, the woke religion to last and to be prominent in the society. I absolutely guarantee you that YouTube throttles this channel. YouTube throttles the channels of other uh, biblically-minded channels. So that's why it's so important that you subscribe below if you haven't already and give this video a thumbs up and make sure you give the, the beard some love, right? And, and get that notification bell clicked so that you can get notified on your favorite device when we are live. But the foundations of our society are being attacked by the w religion of wokeism. So you even have to the point where we have a warning issued on the Declaration of Independence. That, to me, is beyond the pale. But let me ask you another question. Um, in a normal world, if a man beat the living snot out of a woman and choked her into submission in a normal world, what would happen? Hopefully what would happen is uh, a 9-11 call an arrest, an investigation, a, a prosecution, and hopefully much, much time in jail for the man, yes? <laughs> well, it's not the normal world anymore. But on the screen, a picture of two people that that very scenario 
played out with. The man on the left, guess what his name is? His name is Alana McLaughlin. Yes, you heard that right. The man on the left is named Alana McLaughlin. He was a special forces soldier in the U.S. Army. And the woman on the right is a MMA female fighter named, I believe, Celine Provost. Celine Provost on the right has been fighting in MMA for 10 years against all women. But Alana McLaughlin, who transitioned to a woman recently, took up MMA fighting in the female division earlier this year. And they fought in the octagon, and he kicked the crap out of her in a few minutes to thunderous applause. And here he is, chokeholding this woman. Here he is, transgender man, former <laughs> special ops soldier, okay, is beating the snot out of a female. And the world yawns at this. Do you know why? Because my body, my choice. My body, my choice, unless you make a choice against the vaccine. Then it's not your body, your choice. It's their body, their choice. Their body, no choice. <laughs> so th this is wokeism. This is woke. Make no mistake, because there is a constant conflation, we've already talked about this, of uh, the evils of racism, which we have to acknowledge and fight against, and the pro-LGBTQIA indoctrination upon our citizens, children, <laughs> everybody. These have to go hand in hand to undermine the biblical underpinnings of this country. And the freedoms that the progressives keep pushing on us, it's amazing as they keep pushing their weird craziness on us, they keep taking away freedoms for the rest of us. And by that, I mean the mandates are coming. The mandates are coming. Where, where is Paul Revere when you need him? Where is the brave soldier to ride out triumphantly and warn the country against governmental overreach because it's coming to America? Now, right off the top. 49% of the citizenry believed at least as little as a month ago uh, that it was an unacceptable infringement upon your personal rights for vaccine mandates. Uh, this is important that we acknowledge 49% a month ago of Americans believed that it was an infringement upon your rights uh, to mandate the vaccine. The reason why we're got, we've gotten to mandates, let me explain this, is because of the incredibly uh, duplicitous, uh, conflicting, uh, sometimes completely contradictory messaging around this disease from day one. From day one, we have had conflicting reports about what this disease really is, how many are actual deaths, and what it's really doing to the young to the old, to those with pre-existing conditions. We've also had contradictory messages around masks, around the efficacy, um, around the efficacy of alternative drugs and solutions. Uh, we've got Fortune 500 companies making billions on these vaccines. We've got uh, no accountability to those who continually change their opinion about what should and should not be done. Um, this is, this is where we are. Like, no accountability. Speaking of no accountability, uh, the mandates have now come down from President Biden, who originally said this. 
No, I don't think it should be mandatory. I wouldn't demand to be mandatory, but I would do everything in my power. Just like I don't think masks have to be made mandatory nationwide. I'll do everything in my power as a president of the United States to encourage people to do the right thing. And when they do it, demonstrate that it matters. All right. So that's what that's what he said in December, right after being elected. And now last week, he said this. We've been patient, but our patience is wearing thin. And your refusal has cost all of us. This is not about freedom or personal choice. It's about protecting yourself and those around you. Now, again, back to the conflicting messaging, because, again, it's now it's no first. It was no mandates. Now it is mandates. The conflicting messaging. Go back to the beginning of the pandemic when we were told that people who died of other causes, but also with COVID, were counted as a COVID death. Remember those? Remember those numbers? Those incredible numbers? Uh, the, the 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 nursing home scandals in in many of the northern states where they actually put uh, people in the rooms with COVID who had the most susceptibility to it: the elderly, the Asian, the infirm. And what happened to the normal flu? Where is the normal flu? It's literally gone. It's been gone for 20 months. It used to come around every year. It's been gone. And then remember when the talking heads on the news who hated the former president said that a vaccine by year's end was lying and misinformation? That's what they said. They said there was no way it was going to come out before the year's end. It came out before the year's end. It came out two months before the year's end. And they reported on its efficacy only after President Biden was declared the winner of the election, which means they had, and we all know that this is true. They had the news of the efficacy before the election, but they didn't want to release it because they didn't want Trump to get elected. And now the very same people who said that a vaccine before the end of the year would be impossible and was lies and misinformation are the people who are telling you anyone who's suspect of the vaccine now because it's so new and so novel, those people are spreading misinformation. Do you see how they keep changing the the conversation around whoever is not for us is against us, whoever disagrees with us is against us? And, and we remember, we remember these things as well. We were told if we were vaxxed, no mask required. Then they changed that. Now, if you're vaxxed, you still need a mask. And, and then we were told uh, back to masking, for everybody. And now we are told the unvaxxed need to be vaxxed to protect the vaxxed. So if the vaxxed need protecting, is the vaccine working? (laughs) My point is not to argue for or against the vaccine. My point is to say, this is why we get to mandates because of the constant misinformation, because this crisis has led to another crisis, the crisis of misinformation. And no one is allowed to talk about natural immunity and no one is allowed to talk about other alternative forms of treatment. And we can't even mention the fact that this pandemic has cost us trillions of dollars in our uh, uh, national budget that we will probably never repay. We keep foisting more debt upon our children and our children's children and our children's children's children. We've destroyed small businesses. I think it's like one out of three small businesses gone forever because of the lockdowns. While at the same time, this pandemic has benefited the monoliths of Amazon, Facebook, and Google. And then why can't we just talk about general health? Why is no one willing to say, take care of yourself? Why, why is this evil now to say things like that? I saw this stat on the pandemic and what it's done to young people uh, in terms of obesity. And this is crazy. Uh, let me put it up on the screen. This is from JAMA.org. And you can download the PDF. Changes in body mass index among children and adolescents during the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, let me summarize their findings. That over the course of the pandemic, 
Overweight or obese, overweight or obesity increased among five to eleven year olds from thirty six point two percent to forty five point seven percent during the pandemic, an absolute increase of eight point seven percent and relative increase of twenty three almost twenty four percent. So we locked down playgrounds, we locked down parks, we locked down schools. Restrictions are making our kids physically fatter. And when you get fatter, you get more unhealthier. Shut down the world, there's a consequence. Meanwhile, the facts are these, 188. What's that number mean, 188? 188 total deaths out of the 40 million cases of COVID in the U.S. for children ages 1 to 14. 140, 188. Someone posted this on Twitter, and I know it's going to offend some people, but they posted this on Twitter. This is a picture of people getting the vaccine. They all have something in common. <laughs> and the and the commenter put, or the Twitter post put, healthy people making healthy choices. Yes, uh, that's healthy people <clears throat> making healthy choices. When can we talk about diet and exercise? When, why can't, why, <laughs> why doesn't Fauci be a good doctor and say, every doctor in history has told their patients diet and exercise. But this guy, no. Because here's why. We are a country, we are a people of rights and privileges and zero responsibilities and obligations. We want everybody to fix everything for us. We want So now the government has to force mandates upon the unvaxxed so that the vaxxed, the precious chosen vaxxed, have to be protected from you evil people. They've got all the rights and privileges and now you have to have the responsibility for them. And, 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 and there's no... There's no Demands put on anybody anymore. That we are a country that is coddled. We are a country that is losing its will to fight, to take care of itself, to take responsibility for itself. Now, this has been happening for many, many decades in this country. It's just getting worse and worse. And now we're seeing it uh, in blatant display. And when you talk about, when you talk about diet and exercise, now you're actually shamed for talking about that. I bring you to a woman on. On TikTok, TikTok always has the craziest, craziest stuff. Skinny splaining is a thing now. I kid you not. Skinny splaining. Watch this. Can we talk about how irritating skinny splaining is? I am so sick of thin people coming into the comments of mainly fat women's videos and explaining the concept of walking as if we've never done it before. Like, Miss Thing, I have hiked all over the world. I don't need you to explain to me that walking is a form of exercise. And unless or until a fat person explicitly states that they would like advice on these topics, you need to stop assuming we don't have the knowledge. It is so belittling, and I would really love to see it stop. <laughs> so now you can't, now you can't tell... Uh, somebody that they're overweight or that they should exercise because that's skinny splitting. <laughs> Do you see what we are? We are a country of people who uh, reject any form of authority over us. Now, you want to tune in tomorrow night because this is one of the signs that the scriptures give us in Romans chapter 1 that God has abandoned a nation. Don't miss tomorrow night. One of the signs that God has abandoned or God, has, or God has handed over a nation to its own evil ways is when people refuse authority, when people refuse any kind of restriction on their personal choice and freedom. 
And that's where we are. So today we have a country of people who say, I need the president to make you get a shot to protect me from a disease my shot can't really protect me from. <laughs> yes, yes, that's where we are. So my question now, let's, let's, get, this, let's get this out in the open. What, what do I do about mandates? Pastor, you're firing me up here. I'm, I'm kind of upset about everything now. I just want to, I just want to move to the ocean or <laughs> move to some private island and <laughs> live out my days there. I hear you on that. Uh, I'm here to advise you now. So we were told no mandate. Now we're getting this weird kind of workaround mandate. It's not an official mandate. This is how he's going to get around saying that he didn't lie and mislead because he's empowering OSHA. You know, the company that's supposed to protect workers from danger. He's empowering OSHA to uh, enforce this kind of weird mandate on companies for uh, uh, companies of um, 100 employees or more to force their uh, workers to either get vaccinated or get weekly tested. So now this comes down from the president and, and, and no one on his side is saying a thing about the, the, the constitutionality of this. No one. And I'm old enough to remember and this is the duplicity here. I'm old enough to remember when George W. Bush was trying to get the Patriot pa the Patriot Act passed. Remember that? This vile piece of legislation that, that right-wingers pushed on this country as a measure to, quote-unquote, save lives. It basically allowed the government to spy on your private life. This, this is a huge civil rights issue. And the proponents now of the vaccine mandates, if you rewind the clock uh, 18 years ago, they were huge opponents of this governmental overreach into your private life. Now, because they have the power and because they're scared of the mega flu, now they're all for governmental overreach. And I bring you to how Hollywood is constantly used to manipulate you because you don't realize how often this is, but Hollywood is continually used. They are willing vassals of the cultural elites to prod you into compliance and shame you if you don't. Coming out in 2005 was the third installment of the Star Wars prequel movies. And it was the one that everybody was waiting for because it was when Anakin becomes Darth Vader. And really, you, you watch three bad movies to see how Anakin becomes Darth Vader in the last 15 minutes of the, of the third one. Uh, but, but because the Patriot Act was bit recently passed, George Lucas decided to take to the writing table and create a politically driven, politically biased script to undermine that move. And so there's this scene where Senator Palpatine becomes Emperor Palpatine. And there's a line in the movie spoken by Padme, Anakin's love interest, that liberty is dying. And it was dying. And, and, and this, was, this was a targeted scene at George W. Bush and the Republicans for governmental overreach and the eradication of personal liberty. And I have the, I have the clip because it's just so funny. Watch this. <laughs> So this is a common technique of Hollywood and pop culture. They are willing vassals of the uh, progressive secularists who want to foist upon you shame for not falling in line. No one's talking about liberty dying. No one on that side now is top, talking about uh, private infringement on your rights you know, or governmental infringement on your privacy. So 
This is where we are. The question is now, what do we do? A couple of facts that I want to get to first. Uh, interestingly enough, the USPS is exempt from mandates. <laughs> now, this is hilarious to me because how many federal workers do you deal with on a daily basis? And who are they? I guarantee you it's one and it's your local mailman. So the only federal employee that you see on a daily basis is exempt from this order. Now, how did they get exempted from the order? Uh, they got exempted because of their powerful lobby, their powerful labor union. Uh, this is from the labor union's page uh, of, the, of the American Postal Worker Labor Union. Uh, they, they represent 200,000 USPS employees and they, they denounced vaccine mandates and said any issues related to inoculations or testing must be negotiated with the union. This is called ironic because <laughs> labor unions are a democratic, you know, talking point is a thing that the Democrats are very responsible for and beholden to. And it's kind of funny that the largest governmental labor union has gotten an exemption from the mandates from the president that they most likely voted into office. It's just kind of ironic. Again, duplicity, hypocrisy, and we're going to get to that much more in just a moment. Uh, federal workers, these are the facts going on. Federal workers who refuse to get a vaccine will first receive counseling. <laughs> so you need not just the vaccine, but you need counseling because shame on you. And then they ultimately face termination if they persist in refusing. And I believe that the Congress is exempt from this mandate, but I think as far as I know, all the congressmen and senators are vaccinated. Is it constitutional? Because that's the question, right? Is this constitutional or is it not? And this is from Henry Olson, senior fellow at the Ethnics and Public Policy Center in Washington. He says, no, no, it is not. Quote, Biden's order is unconstitutional under our federal system. The U.S. government does not have the power to require an adult to do something with or put something into his or her body. So, so far, so good, right? Uh, and then the other thing that you have to know, again, back to the facts, and we're just unpacking facts. I'm not here pro or against vaccine. I'm just trying to give you facts that did you know OSHA itself, which is the legislative arm or the uh, the governmental arm that Biden plans on, plans on using to make sure that the people are following these rules, has experienced a steady decline in staffing and currently provides one inspector for every 83,000 workers. One inspector for every 83,000 workers. So uh, for anybody who's worried about this, the chances that the government is actually going to be able to enforce it are very slim. Very slim indeed. Uh, you, you've got to just remind, you, you, you got to know the fact, gotta, before we freak out, before we get all worked up over this stuff, before we, we, we start to, you know, um, think about cultural rebellion or, you know, whatever. Uh, let's just remember that our government is very inept at making us do anything. Uh, thankfully, I've already heard of many country, uh, countries, many companies who are not going to enforce the mandate. Thank God. They're going to stand against it. They've got high-powered, high-priced lawyers who will fight this and pr probably fight it all the way to the Supreme Court. So before we freak out, before we go crazy, let's just consider the fact that there's a good chance this is not constitutional, as, as far as I know, as far as I've read. And there's a lot of people who will oppose it. Now, uh, something else that's happening. And, and you might want to ask this question. Why would an entire maternity ward in a hospital rather quit than take the shot. Aren't, aren't these nurses who have some 
knowledge about man about vaccinations and and health and science and what you should be plugging into your body. It's kind of interesting, right? An upstate New York hospital is going to pause delivering babies. I don't know how they're going to do that <laughs> because for two weeks because of the resignations of workers in their maternity unit who are objecting to the COVID-19 vaccinations. So this is happening. And, and, and then somebody got on the response to this tweet, and this is kind of hilarious. Uh, somebody responded and said, I wouldn't want an unvaccinated nurse anywhere near my newborn. And then someone responded to him and said, I, amen, I know, right? Think about all those kids who were born during the start of the pandemic in 2020 before the vaccine was produced, tested, and distributed. The infant mortality rate during that time was like 140%. <sighs> Facts, man. Facts. Like The point is there wasn't this outbreak of death of newborns when we didn't have the vaccine and at the start of the pandemic and even up until the point when we did have the vaccine. There, there's been no problem with the disease upon the young, as I've already discussed on this episode. So this could be happening. People could be quitting. People could be giving up their jobs. And that's going to lead to another problem. <sighs> Economics is no longer being taught. So I have to do it. So welcome to Deep Endonomics. <laughs> I, I got a segment for everything. Deep Endonomics. Right now, there's a current labor shortage. And I know this firsthand as an employer myself. There's a labor shortage. We at our church are trying to get people hired and they come for an interview and they never respond to the job offer. We've hired, we've tried to hire several people. They just ignore. Do you know why? Because of the insane amount of extra federal benefits they're getting by not being employed. So they stay home. Now say we have an increase of that because people quit over the mandates. This this is this is a very likely possibility. So people quit over the mandates and our labor shortage doesn't go down, it goes up. Less even less people work. Now when you have less people working, you have less things being produced. That creates a supply problem. And when you have a supply problem, but you still have the demand for the things that aren't being supplied, you get a price hike problem. And higher prices are going to fall on everything, but most particularly upon basic needs, such as milk and gasoline. You know, things that you actually need every single day to make your life actually work. And so when you have all of this happening, you have a burden on one particular group of people the poor. The poor are the ones who are going to suffer most as a result of this mandate because the poor always need gas. The poor always need milk. The poor always need bread. And those prices are going to go through the roof. It is a functional inflation, higher prices because of shorter supply, is a functional tax on the poor. I have to do this on, <laughs> I'm a pastor. I never thought I'd be talking about economics on my YouTube channel or even have a YouTube channel for that matter. But, 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 but I have to talk about it because people are ignorant of uh, economics because everybody is more infatuated with this celebrity culture that shames them for believing the Bible is true and is a functional arm of big government who is coming for you. One of the things that Joe Biden ran on was the K-shaped recovery, which he said K-shaped, which means that the rich would get richer and the poor would get poorer. Yeah, it's happening. There is a K-shaped recovery happening under President Biden, who complained about it happening under President Trump. Do you know who's benefiting the most from the current economic environment? The rich. 
and the people who have houses worth five hundred thousand dollars or more, their houses are flying off the shelves, quote unquote shelves. They can't keep them in stock. The houses that aren't selling are the houses that are costing less than $100,000. Do you know what that means? That means that the poor are struggling the most as a result of our current economic environment. And these mandates are going to make it worse. And I have to share it because no one knows this or is at least willing to say it from the pulpits of America's churches. Meanwhile, back at the Capitol last night at the annual Met Gala fundraiser where tickets were $30,000 each, celebrities showed up in droves with their little uh, diatribe uh, uh, (laughs) hashtag causes attached to their garments, such as Peg the Patriarchy. I don't know who that is on the left, but it's some celebrity such as Equal Rights for Women, and I don't know who that's on right there in the middle left, but that's some celebrity. This is the Met Gala, $30,000 ticket. There's the, the rapper, I forget what this guy, Old Town Road rapper. There he is in a dress. <laughs> uh, and then this is Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez with a dress that says, tax the rich. At a banquet where tickets cost $30,000 each. Then there was Megan Rapinoe, Sporting a a patriotic blazer, it looks like, with a a card that says, in gay we trust. This is the capital. No, not Washington, D.C. It's New York City. (laughs) But I say it's the capital because we are now Pan Am. We are now Pan Am of the Hunger Games. I look at that and I see the the scenes of the capital from the movie, the Hunger Games. Do you not see that? I see it clear as day. And look at this. They're all unmasked. And guess who is masked? The help. (laughs) Look at the help. All of them behind the beautiful people. It is the Hunger Games. (sighs) So the question for you and for me, and and the thing that we have to discuss is, is there a vaccine for this craziness? Yes, there is. Luckily for you, we've got a vaccine for the nonsense that we're seeing in our current cultural moment. And I implore you to join me for tomorrow as we head back into Romans, because Romans teaches us in Romans 12, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. We've got to learn how to test We've got to learn how to discern. We've got to get back to what's good and acceptable in the will of God. And that's Romans chapter 12. We've got a long way to go before we get there. Join me tomorrow night on the deep dive with Tim. If you haven't already, subscribe to all of our social at Tim Hatch Live or forward slash Tim Hatch Live. This has been a wonderful time together. I hope you've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it. The Deep End on Tim Hatch Live. Guys, I'll see you tomorrow night. My name is Tim. I've been a pastor for 22 years, and I have been doing this for a long time. How to interpret culture through the lens of Scripture. And so I'm bringing that content straight to you at home or wherever you are. Check us out at youtube.com slash Tim Hatch Live. Every week I do a show. It's called The Deep End. We take a deep dive into news, politics, culture, and scripture. You don't want to miss it. It's going to help you understand how to live as a Christian in confusing times.